Welcome to the Secrets of Supermom show, where we explore how successful, busy moms battle overwhelm, beat burnout, and stay happy in the process. I'm your host, Lori Oberbreckling, wife, mom of four, corporate executive, photographer, and author of the book, Secrets of Supermom, how extraordinary moms succeed at work and home, and how you can too. Hey, hey, friend. Welcome to episode number five of the Secrets of Supermom show. Today, we are talking about the secret of help. And that's right from the book. Uh, So in the book, there are three main parts. And the first part is called the key secrets. So there are four things that are part of the key secrets. They are habits, confidence, morning routines, which we've all talked about in the last few episodes, and today's topic, which is help. So why is it that it is so hard for so many of us moms to ask for help? We we don't want to admit that we can't do it all. We don't want to get vulnerable. It It's terrifying to us. So what does this say about us? What is it? Is Does it mean that we can't do it all? Does it mean that we're still a good mom? Are we still a good employee? I think that it, it really is hard for us to, to say, I can't do it all. I do need help. And it also is hard for us to compare to other moms because we look at them and we say, well, Jill can do it all or Sarah can do it all. Why can't I do it all? And the big secret, y'all, is that super moms don't actually do it all. They either have help, they know how to ask for help, or Honestly, they strategically decide which balls are simply just going to get dropped. And maybe that's a different ball each week. Maybe it's not the same ball all the time, but they decide what just cannot get done if they can't get help to do it. I want to tell you guys a little bit of a story. I really used to think that I had to do it all. So uh, my husband traveled every single week. He was gone uh, and it was just me and the kids on our own. And I thought I have to do everything. I, I can't ask for help. It, I had these kids. I chose this job, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I thought I had to do everything by myself. I also was kind of um, rudely in a situation where I thought I did do everything. And then I started to think, wait a second, I have a babysitter. My kids go to an in-home daycare. And that person that's taking care of my children is an unbelievable help to me. I have family that live in town. We all have small children, so we don't do tons for each other. But guess what? We can trade date nights, and we got to do that sometimes. And so there were areas where really I had help, and I I wasn't being grateful for it, to be honest. I, I think another thing is that really we, we want to believe we can do everything, and that we should do everything. But do we need to do everything? So an example I've used before is my husband really, really wanted us to get a house cleaner. They, they really, He really wanted someone to come in and clean our house every couple of weeks. And I was against it. I said, I can do that. No, I, you know, I, I have plenty of time. I can make that happen. And finally, he said to me, hey, wouldn't you rather spend three hours on Saturday hanging out with the kids instead of three hours cleaning the house? And of course, the answer is a resounding yes, because of course I would rather spend time with the kids. And so when we could finally afford it, we did that. We had someone come to mow our lawn. We had someone come to deep clean our house. And more help meant more time. And more time really meant more balance and more flexibility. It really gave us a lot more ability to choose what we wanted to do. So I recommend to everyone 
to ask for help. Learn how to ask for help and then figure out what you need to do to get the help that you actually need. Because I know some of you are thinking, no, 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 I can do it better. No, 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 I would have to train someone. So if those are in your mind, if you're telling yourself those things, keep listening. We're going to talk a little bit about that. All right, so how do you ask for help? How exactly do you go about saying, I need help? First, you have to decide you want it, right? And then you've got to be vulnerable. You have to say, I can't do it all. Now, you don't have to say that to a person. You can just say that to your own little self. But you need to say, I cannot do everything. And I don't have to do everything. And I shouldn't do everything. There are plenty of things that I could be working on that someone else can do. Okay, so once you've said, all right, I can't do it all and and do it all well and get it all done uh, and be happy, right? I can't get it all done and be happy. Then you're going to move forward with actually asking for help. So when you ask for help, make sure that you're precise. You want to ask for exactly what you need. So none of this passive-aggressive leaving hints for your partner, none of this passive aggressive behind, you know, or under the breath statements to your kids, none of that. You're going to say, hey, I need you to take out the trash. (laughs) Hey, I'm feeling very overwhelmed. Mommy needs help with the chores. Hey, I am feeling very overwhelmed and I don't think our project will get done. Team, I need everyone to take on a piece of this. Whatever it is, you need to be precise and tell people what exactly it is that you need. Okay. Another thing I want to talk about that people tend to do is sort of go overboard. So you're not asking for help, not asking for help, not asking for help. And then you sort of dump everything on someone, right? So you ask for a little, but then you're taking a lot. So don't ask for a little and take a lot. Don't dump your task on someone because you have finally decided you're ready for help and now you are going to just spew an entire task on on a teammate or on a friend or you know on a partner. And then the last thing is don't apologize. Stop saying you're sorry for asking for help. Stop saying I'm so sorry that I have to ask you to do this. I'm so sorry that I can't get this done on my own. I'm so sorry. No, you are not so sorry. Stop it right now. You do not need to apologize. You can absolutely ask for help. And said person can absolutely say yes or no. They are also adults. So they can say, yes, I can absolutely help you with that. Or you know what? I don't have time. I can't help you with that. And then it gives you the opportunity to ask someone else. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about delegating. Um, we, we talk about asking for help. And so that would be things like, you know, you could ask your kids for help. You can ask a friend for help. You can ask a family member for help. But delegating is a little bit different. Delegating is really usually when you are in some sort of leadership role. Now, people talk about delegating to a partner, but generally you're not in a leadership role over a partner. That's more, you know, asking for help and coming up with a with a team plan. But if you're delegating something to a team member, you're delegating something to a kiddo, you can certainly delegate to even the smallest of children. And at the beginning, when you're delegating, you might need to provide more handholding. You might need to give some help. And at the beginning, it's going to require a little bit more of your effort. But as you get on with this, teammate, child, whomever, it starts to become easier. They start to be able to develop skills and you can delegate a lot easier. So I want to talk about four different um, tips for delegating. 
Number one, let it go. Stop trying to have full control and also delegating at the same time. The whole goal of delegating, the entire goal, is for you to save some time for you to do bigger, better, bolder things, or for you to have more time to think, have more time to do something that you want to do even. So if you are trying to keep full control, this is saving you none of that time and probably causing you more stress. So you have to learn that someone is going to do things different than you and that's okay and that you can hand things off and that's okay. Okay, number two is use their strengths. So sometimes when you delegate something, it is you want to take someone who has a strength in an area and you want to help it further further develop. Maybe someone's a really good speaker on your team. And so you delegate a presentation to them because you want them to continue to develop that speaking skill. Uh, same thing with kiddos. Maybe there are skills that they're learning around the house. Maybe it's you know, even cleaning skills are skills to learn. I'll tell you, I was a resident assistant when I was in college. I worked with, um, you know, 18 and 19 year old kiddos who lived in our, you know, kids or adults, of course, but, but they were like kids and they were in our dorm. And I will tell you that many of them had zero clue how to do laundry, microwave food, how to clean a bathroom. They didn't know how to do any of these things. So even those types of things are skills that you can help develop in your children. And then of course, uh, any other skills around the house as well. So the other one, so number three, is teaching new skills. How can you teach something new that you already know? So for example, when I talk to teams about, you know, when I talk to leaders about teams, Sometimes leaders are doing things that they have completely perfected. They're working on things like creating meeting agendas. They're working on things that they have done a million times, but their team, they haven't done those things a million times. Maybe that team member needs that to move to the next level. Maybe they need that for a promotion. So by delegating a task, you're actually giving them this gift of learning how to do this new skill and be able to apply it to your job. So it can be not only a benefit to you to take some things off your plate, but also can give some opportunities that folks may never have had. And then the fourth thing, the fourth tip that I have is introducing feedback loops. What is a feedback loop? A feedback loop is kind of like a checks and balance, a check and balance. So if you are doing, you're given a new set of skills, you're giving a new task to someone on your team, to even a child, you're going to say, hey, here's how we do this task. And then you're going to check in at periods to make sure that they're doing a good job, that they don't have questions. This isn't holding tight to every bit of control. So I, we already talked about letting go. But this is really saying, hmm, do you have questions? Do you need my support? Do you, is there something that's confusing? And being able to, to check in to make sure the quality continues. You certainly don't want to say, I'm going to delegate a brand new task that you've never done. I'm going to hand it over to you. And then I'm just going to hope you do it right. And at the end, you're either going to be right or wrong. No, 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 no. That is very stressful, not only for the, for you as the owner of the task, but also as the person that's being delegated because they want to do well, they want to learn more, they want to do it right. So being able to set up a method of checks and balances really can help with that. So I'm going to give you an example that's a really easy one that I used with my son. 
he wanted to vacuum my car. So he wanted to he wanted to earn some extra money by doing an extra chore that he had never done before, which was vacuuming the car. So I could have said, sure, go get the vacuum out and go back in the car, right? He knows how to turn the vacuum on. So that wouldn't have been difficult, but he never vacuumed the car before. So did he know that he needed to move floor mats around? Did he know how to lift up all the seats so he could vacuum underneath them? And I can promise you that with four children plus extra children in my car, that if you don't lift up the seats, you don't even know what kind of treasure trove you may find under there when you are vacuuming that car. So you definitely have to, to lift up the seats and, and clean the, the craziness out. So we set up a time that I showed him what to do. And then I let him do just the front. I, he just did the front and come check in with me. So then I could say, hey, Looks like you did this really well. Let's make sure we move the floor mat here. Let's make sure that we uh, get really close to the, you know, the underneath the seat in this section. And then he was able to go into the next row and try again. So that was a really easy way to set up feedback loops. But you can do that in a lot of ways with a whole lot of different processes. All right. I want to switch gears a little bit to outsourcing. So what makes delegation different from outsourcing? Outsourcing is... Or delegating is what we talked about before, which is assigning a task to someone that maybe you have a leadership role over. It is, a, it is assigning a task out, but you're not paying someone for that task. Outsourcing most of the time is taking a task and paying someone to complete that on your behalf. So something that nearly all of us do, right? All of us with businesses, uh, a lot of us outsource our taxes. So you're finding a CPA that you then pay to do a task that you could also do on your own, but that you're paying them to do it better, faster, smarter. Uh, so another thing we talked about already on this, on this episode is house cleaning, lawn mowing, paying someone to do it better, faster, smarter than you do because they do it all the time. And it saves you the more time than it is worth to pay for that task. Things that you can outsource are unbelievably numerous. Uh, I know that many of you have talked about uh, virtual assistants. You can use a virtual assistant in a business. So in a side hustle, many people talk about it. But people also have, you know, virtual assistants that they use in their major companies. People have virtual assistants that they use in their personal life. So someone to schedule all of your appointments for you, someone to schedule all of your trips for you if you travel for work, uh, someone that can really just take on tasks that then can come off of your plate, but that you're paying them to do. There's a few things that I want to touch on if you're going to outsource something, because I want you to be thinking it's different than delegating. You're not trying to teach someone new skills. You're not trying to develop them unless they're an employee of yours, of course, then that's a different situation. But if you're hiring someone to do something, you want to think about a few things. Um, so one is defining the scope. Make sure you're clear on what job is to be done. If you are asking someone to make all of your medical appointments for the next six months, make sure they know what doctors you're going to. Make sure they know the phone numbers that are required or at least know how to search them. Make sure they know what kind of appointment that you want. Make sure that you have a scope written down, a contract that says that they'll do this for you. Number two is when you're deciding who you're going to use, make sure that you're looking at experience and not simply price. I know it's very tempting to say, oh, I found a virtual assistant on Fiverr and they will do all these things with me for $5. Well, that is part of the beauty of Fiverr is that you can 
go onto Fiverr and you can find someone that'll do certain tasks for $5. And maybe that's a $5 task and that's okay. But if you're paying for something that really you'd be paying a lot more for from someone else, keep that in mind that the cheapest cost may also be the cheapest work. Pay attention to what experience you're getting, what um, what history in jobs you're getting, um, what it, what they have been do- doing in the past, to just to make sure that you're not getting the cheapest work. And then finally, sign a contract. Please, please, please sign a contract. If you are outsourcing anything, no matter what it is, sign a contract. If you're doing house cleaning, sign a contract. If you've got a landscaper, sign a contract. Uh, if things are not in writing, they never happened. And I, you know, in my industry, if something is not written down, it never happened. That is 100% the case. Um, we have to be ready for audits, ready for things like that. And I know many of you do in your jobs as well. So making sure you're signing that contract and having everything in writing. Okay. So we talked about how to ask for help and some tips to do that. We talked about delegating both to teams that you have, as well as to your kiddos. And we talk about outsourcing where we can ask for help by actually hiring someone to do something for us. So what is one thing you can do today? You know that at the end of every single episode, I like to talk about one small step. What can you do today? So I want you to think about one thing in your life, whether that's at home or at work, that you are going to stop doing next week. So think about it. Is it in your brain? Are you thinking about it? Okay. Who are you going to ask to do that instead? You can ask someone to help you. You're going to delegate it to someone on your team. You're going to delegate it to someone in your house. Are you going to outsource it? You're going to hire a company. Think about that. What's the one thing you don't want to do anymore and you're not going to do? Who's going to do it instead? Put that plan in place and then make it happen. All right, friends, send me a DM and tell me what you decided you're not going to do because I cannot wait to hear about what you are going to stop doing, where you're going to ask for help, and I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Secrets of Supermom show. It doesn't have to end here. Head over to secretsofsupermom.com and take the quiz to find out your personalized supermom superpower. Or if you want to hang out in the next best thing to real life, join me at Secrets of Supermom on Facebook or Instagram. Big hug, y'all.